Welcome to session two of the Guide to Worship. Last time I presented worship as the heart of the discipleship process, and I took us through the first set of divine attributes listed in the guide as a means to that end. This time we will take the same approach, but build upon our worship experience by adding six more attributes. Before doing so, as a review, let's take a minute to recite the prayer of commitment. God, I realize that I have sinned and that my sin separates me from you. I come to you in repentance and I receive your forgiveness in Christ. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for me and I join you in death to sin. I believe you rose from the grave for me and I join you in resurrection to eternal life, which you give by grace through faith. I take you, Jesus, as Savior and Lord, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, forsaking all others and holding only to you throughout eternity, I give you my life and I receive your spirit. Now let's follow the prayer by reflecting on the first six attributes listed in your guide to worship. As I recite them, listen carefully with your eyes closed, using your imagination to see what I say, and joining me by reciting the attributes if you're able. Eternal. You exist forever and ever. From everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Creator, you made everything from nothing. In the beginning, you created the heavens and the earth. Sovereign, you reign over all creation. You are the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Lord, you rule all of creation. You have established your throne in the heavens and your kingdom rules over all. Holy, you are the perfect one. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of your glory. God, you are the only one you are the first and the last. Besides you, there is no God. Open your eyes. And with an ongoing attitude of worship at heart, let's read and reflect upon the next six attributes, remembering that we are talking to God, not about God. Almighty, you can do anything, anytime. What is impossible with me is possible with you. All present, you are everywhere at once. If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in the grave, you are there. All knowing, you understand everything and everyone. Oh, the depth of the riches of your wisdom and knowledge all-loving. You care unconditionally and endlessly. 
You loved the world so much that you gave your one and only Son. I acknowledge your greatness. Great are you, Lord, and greatly to be praised. Your greatness is unsearchable. I appreciate your goodness. I give thanks to you, dear Lord, for you are good. Your love endures forever. As you reflect on this experience and respond to the following questions. From the second set of attributes, which one touched you most and why? How might that particular attribute deepen your relationship with God? Let's now focus on the second set of divine attributes in the context of worship, keeping in mind that the purpose of this experience is not just to know the attributes of God, but to know the God of the attributes by meditating thoughtfully and prayerfully on his divine nature. Close your eyes as I recite them, using your imagination to see what I say. Almighty, you can do anything, anytime. What is impossible with me is possible with you. Imagine an infinitely powerful being with an unlimited ability to create. All present, you are everywhere at once. If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in the grave, you are there. Imagine someone whose presence is not limited in any way by time or space. All-knowing, you understand everything and everyone. Oh, the depth of the riches of your wisdom and knowledge. Imagine someone with complete and perfect understanding of all that exists. All loving. You care unconditionally and endlessly. You love the world so much that you gave your one and only Son. Imagine someone with perfect love for you that can never and will never change. I acknowledge your greatness. Great are you, Lord, and greatly to be praised. Your greatness is unsearchable. Imagine someone who is infinitely greater than anyone or anything in existence. I appreciate your goodness. I give thanks to you, dear Lord, for you are good. Your love endures forever. Imagine someone whose righteousness and graciousness are absolutely perfect. 
Now open your eyes and with a humble heart, as a result of this worship experience, join me in reading and thoughtfully reflecting upon the following three prayer requests. Cleanse me. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. Lord, cleanse me from my sin. Imagine being completely cleansed of your sins, past, present, and future. Fill me. You say, be filled with the Spirit. Please, Lord, fill me. Imagine being completely filled with God's Spirit and remaining full forever. Lead me. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Imagine being led by God's word such that you always walk in his ways. Let's pause to consider the second prayer request. The words, you say be filled with the Spirit, please, Lord, fill me, are adapted from Ephesians 5, verse 18, where Paul calls believers to imitate God and walk in love. But this is not possible for us to do on our own because we are prone to sin. To walk rightly and in love is possible only when God's power and love are working in us and through us. Therefore, after we ask the Lord to cleanse us of sin, we must then ask him to fill us with his Holy Spirit. This is something God wants to do, but we must let him. Respond to the following questions. What was most meaningful to you about this experience? What is most useful? How does being cleansed of your sin relate directly to being filled with the Spirit? How will you be more responsive to God's Spirit and quick to say, Lord, fill me? In John 4, verse 24, Jesus says that those who worship God must do so in spirit and truth. Such worship humbles us, convicts us, and compels us to ask the Lord to cleanse us of our sin and fill us with his Holy Spirit. Then, and only then, are we really ready to hear God speak from his word so that we might follow his lead. These are the two goals of the guide to worship, to encounter God in worship and follow his lead in life and into his word, so now that we are prepared to hear from the Lord after entering into a time of worship, it's time to experience more deeply what God wants to reveal about himself. I see a sign posted that says, All loving, rest stop ahead. So let's pull over and be still and focus on these words. All loving. You care unconditionally and endlessly. Follow up with me by pray reading John 3, 16 in context, which is verses 14 through 17. As we do so, I will personalize the passage to sound like this. 
As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that all who believe in you, Lord Jesus, will have eternal life. Heavenly Father, you so loved the world that you sent your one and only Son, so that all who believe in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. For you did not send your Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Now close your eyes and listen as I pray read those verses, using your imagination to see what you hear and keeping in mind these questions. Lord, what are you revealing in this passage about yourself and me? How should I respond to what you revealed? As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that all who believe in you, Lord Jesus, will have eternal life. Heavenly Father, you so loved the world that you sent your one and only Son, so that all who believe in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. For you did not send your Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Now open your eyes and respond to the following questions. As you listen to John 3 verses 14 to 17, with your eyes closed, what did you see? With this passage in view, what might a conversation with God sound like? Answer this question. Lord, what are you revealing about yourself and me? Answer this question. Lord, how should I respond to what you revealed? This ends my presentation of the Guide to Worship Session 2. But our journey with the Lord in worship and his word continues. As you meet one-on-one -on -one with God every day, be sure to keep meeting with fellow disciples to share your experiences with the Lord and to encourage and pray for each other. And let's always remember that our goals are to experience spiritual intimacy with God and one another. Our assignment this week, which follows, is simply to practice what we're experiencing. Each day, recite and reflect on the prayer of commitment. Take an imaginary journey of your own that prepares you to worship the Lord. Worship in spirit and truth by reading and reflecting on the first 12 attributes. Pray through the last three items in the guide. Cleanse me, fill me, lead me. Converse with the Lord while pray reading one attribute in context each day. And lastly, talk to at least one person this week about your experiences with the Lord.